Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. Gathering all the information you would need to stay ahead of the curve on your crypto investments. Welcome to Thriller Rundown. and gentlemen welcome back to another exciting episode of thriller rundown today is june 28 2020 we were talking bitcoin dump <laughs> i know that sounds kind of gross but we are seeing some low prices here in the bitcoin charts and we haven't seen them since may so let's talk about it bitcoin dump coming up top of the rundown the rundown So Bitcoin was down to the lowest price this week. That's right. It hasn't seen that price since May. We reached a low of 89.75. And I think it was just probably like in May 27th, roughly, when we were up and out of that break. But what's interesting is that we really haven't been slipping that much since then. If you look currently right now, we're at 9,100. So we were able to kind of get back to where we were. But now people are wondering, are we kind of teeter-tottering on this 9K range? Now, if you listen to Bitcoin in June, we were talking about how we were going to hit the 8700s, 8600s. And we've only seen that once. And this is the second time that we got in the 8000 range this month in June. So I'm wondering, and a lot of other people are speculating, is this indicative of what we're seeing with the S&P 500? As you know, COVID is still a very big thing here in the world. And so... If we see more shutdowns occur globally, as far as countries, as far as uh, industries, as far as restaurants down the street, does this is this a another reason for not only the equities markets and Bitcoin to fall again? Well, it wouldn't be surprising, right? Now, usually after Bitcoin halvings, we see that major dip. And then we see a pump out of that, roughly around two and a half, three months after that. Now, if there's one person that I would go to, uh, it would probably be Trading Shot because his charts are pretty accurate. Now, he has a very interesting chart that he posted here recently. And this is showing that Bitcoin is probably going to retest that $8,000 range. And I'm talking about the lower bottom of 8000 Now, it it's not irrational to assume that an, you know another stock market collapse or worldwide lockdown could occur because that's very much a possibility. Um, but could this occur here in the near future? No one knows for certain. But if that were to occur, where would we go? Well, he has it here. We're roughly in this range of between 7,000 and right around 8,400. And of course, we've been in this entire, in this current range, we've been in this range of 86 and roughly around 10.3, 10.4, never breaching 10.5. So if I had to make a professional guess, <laughs> I would say that we're probably going to be headed towards the downside. I think, 
I think it's safe to assume further, you know, a further downward trajectory to 8,000 is totally, totally probable at this point. Uh, it's not to say that we're going to crash, you know, back down to 7K. That's totally in the cards. But I think it's uh, it's safe to assume we're going to be in this 8K range by uh, by midweek or something. It, it, uh, it Everything's showing that. Trading shots showing that. Uh, we'll know tomorrow morning <laughs> as soon as the stock market opens, as soon as uh, we have people speculate on where that's headed. Uh, we'll start seeing if there's going to be a crash there. And that will definitely affect Bitcoin, unfortunately, which I really hate, but definitely will affect Bitcoin here in the short term. Now, that doesn't mean that we're going to be down forever. And this is actually probably one of the best opportunities to buy the dip. And I'm not just saying that as a sponsored trademark or anything like that. It's just uh, it's just the truth. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any more chances uh, after, you know, August, September to, to buy the dip, as they would say, in the 10,000 under the 10,000 range. But uh, I, I would say this is probably the if there ever was going to be a time to buy the dip, this is probably the time to buy the dip. Uh, and I should also mention that uh, we'll be releasing Bitcoin in July this week as well, too. So look forward to that. And I'm sure you already know what we're going to talk about when it comes to Bitcoin's price, because it's going to go down even further. Uh, we've been talking about that. We've we've let you all know way ahead of time. That June and July, we're going to be some bearish months. And that's just the way it's going to be, unfortunately. And once we get to August, September, blue sky, right? Okay, with that, let's get into five good minutes. Five good minutes. All right. So today in five good minutes, we're going to be talking about how Bitcoin and Ethereum can coexist. You're probably wondering, Carr, how do you come up with these topics? <laughs> well, we usually come up with them from Twitter. Twitter's a great resource, especially crypto Twitter. When it comes to getting your points across, you get to understand why it's either right or wrong. Now let's start the timer. Today, I was trying to get across that Bitcoin is the global reserve currency for digital assets. Now, when people hear that in the Ethereum space, they don't like it. <laughs> it's 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 a it's a very uh, it's a very heated debate, right? Uh, but I think the bigger question is, how can Bitcoin and Ethereum coexist? Will there ever be a truce? Is what I'm trying to say. I don't think there's too many people that love Ethereum and Bitcoin at the same time. I feel like I'm probably the only person <laughs> I can think of. I, I mean, I'm sure there's more people that are holders of cryptocurrency, but I, I don't know of anybody in any other medium. Uh, well, actually, you know, there's a lot of crypto YouTubers that, that see Ethereum and Bitcoin and understand. But I don't think anybody's able to bridge that idea of how they can coexist. Um, today was a perfect example of that. I am trying to get people to understand that in order to create this ecosystem, you have to bridge these gaps. You, you have to play well together. Um, it, it doesn't make any sense to split these two communities apart. If anything, they should be inclusive of each other. So there was somebody on a, a crypto Twitter who was replying to um, 
antiprosynthesis.eth. He's a well-known social code developer for Ethereum. Now, he said his prediction was in a couple of years, as Ethereum continues to exponentially absorb more and more assets and economic activity, the axiomatic respect for Bitcoin displayed by several crypto pundits today will seem just as ridiculous as geocentrism. Now, somebody underneath that posted, I've really tried to be crypto plurist and hodl the BTC. I bought before adding ETH to my portfolio. I'm finding it harder to justify this position over time, though. With the scale of innovation on Ethereum, making comparisons between it and Bitcoin seem too similar to iPhone and Zune. And so I responded because I felt like she was asking for help to try to understand this. So I said, once you understand Bitcoin is a global reserve currency for digital assets, everything makes more sense. The inclusion of BTC on Ethereum makes this new thesis of mine much clearer. Ethereum is obviously just as important, but trying to make it sound money, I don't see that how that could be likely. And right away, Evan, <laughs> he's Evan Van Ness, he's one of the most popular Ethereum guys on Twitter. He says, he says the exact same thing. He says, once you understand that Ethereum will be the global settlement layer for all assets, everything makes more sense. The inclusion of BTC on Ethereum makes this much clearer. Bitcoin and ETH shows that Ethereum will settle even niche assets like BTC in the future. Now, everything he said doesn't help with the conversation. Like, it doesn't get the conversation moving. If anything, it was just a, a shitpost, right? What I'm trying to understand is how do how do people inside of Ethereum, I don't even think Vitalik has talked about it, and I would love to hear him answer this question, how do you make Ethereum sound money? Uh, and that's the problem. Now, we know there is uh, scales of decentralization. And when we look at the majority of crypto assets out there, Bitcoin is probably the most decentralized blockchain out there in, in its existence. There's nothing even close to it, right? Ethereum, um, maybe it's, you know, a third. <laughs> I think that's being generous. I would say a third of that, maybe half that. I think with time, it will be more decentralized, we, we hope. But the move to proof of stake is a, another big hurdle people will have to kind of come to terms with in order to fully appreciate uh, Bitcoin's uh, reliance on proof of work and how, for the most part, people view that as being a harder currency. I don't know why. Maybe it's because you're pulling from electricity <laughs> and grinding those algorithms. But I think ultimately these two kind of camps need to coexist with each other because Bitcoin is sound money in the technology age, right? Bitcoin moved the world forward. If it wasn't for Bitcoin, Ethereum wouldn't exist. I don't see how big, I don't see how Ethereum can be sound money. I, I really don't. And I think until they solve that, I, I, there's no way they can be the global reserve currency. Maybe they can be a global sediment layer, like Evan said, and I, I could totally see that. But as far as being a global reserve currency for all digital assets, it's just not possible uh, unless Ethereum reinvents money. And good luck with that, because <laughs> money, as a definition we know now, has been around for millennia. Okay, that's five good minutes. Let's get into the hard truth. The hard truth. 
want answers. I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. So today we are talking my DeFi review on Compound because I don't I don't think anybody's given an honest opinion on how Compound <laughs> is really uh, creating or not creating uh, interest, right? I think I think there's a lot of people in the Ethereum space that are very much trying to push the DeFi uh, kind of move forward, and I get that. That's that's great. It's great for the ecosystem, but I think there's few people actually telling some truths out there. Um, uh, so I'm going to give you my kind of review here for about two weeks. I've been using Compound and tell you what I think so far. So as a platform, as as a DAP, I would say it's it's flawless. It's clean. It's I don't think I've ever seen a cleaner DAP um, used within a, a DAP browser. Like you can you can download MetaMask, uh, Coinbase Wallet's another one. There's multiple ways to get access to this Compound app finance. We can even do it through the browser. Um, you just use MetaMask or something. So as far as the app and its performance and everything, it's it's top level. Like there's there's nothing close to it. Um, now, when when actually putting tokens on their platform, that's very easy too as well. Uh, I've I've loaded some Bat, some Tether, some WBTC, and some Zero X, of course, right? So I've been staking for about I don't know, maybe about two weeks at this point, and I've I've gained some nice comp right i'm at 0.009 comp and that's just interest earned from that right so ultimately i'm not gonna be like see i'm very conservative when it comes to this kind of stuff because DeFi is still kind of getting fleshed out i'm not going to be borrowing against the collateral that i'm laying in there right uh i could borrow I can borrow half as, at least in, in this portion, I can borrow half as much 0x as I put up for collateral if I wanted to, and then put it back into BTC and then trade it somewhere else. I, I could do that if I wanted to, but I refuse to do that because I, I just want to see how the interest works first and, and kind of just understand that. And and honestly, that's the most gratifying thing about this DAP is the interest that you're earning. Now, depending on how much you want to put in there, I think if you're I think if you're somebody like myself who has a lot of altcoins, especially if they're any of the ones that they have on, on Compound, um, if you have a lot of altcoins that you're just kind of hodling and they're and you're you're in the you know I would say anything above five hundred dollars uh, as far as altcoins that they that they have also on there, I would say it might be worth you know throwing it on there. It might be worth it. Uh, I'm I'm finding that. Once if you if you I'm finding that if you're putting below anything below five hundred dollars, it's to me, it's just not worth putting on compound because you're not going to generate any interest on that. But if you have altcoins that are well above five hundred dollars or more, even in the the larger you get as as a main thousand. So like I think there was a write up. I saw that twenty thousand twenty thousand dollar limit. Of let's say bat for example, and you you put that on compound, and you earn interest on that bat on that twenty thousand dollars worth of bat, right? Um, you're going to see some really good interest churning from that. Now, I will say this: uh, you know, I'm, I'm putting a conservative amount, but it's it the conservative amount that I put on here. It's well than I think it's more than enough to generate some interest on here, and it's actually in my in my kind of review, I'm saying like I think it's worth it. 
right? Because uh, I have zero X just sitting there, and I bought some bat because I'm not. You guys know I'm not a fan of bat, but I bought some bat just to just to try it out because it earns way more interest. So yeah, I bought some bat, and then I bought some uh, WBTC, and I put that in there too as well. And when you when you add all those up, the collateral on that is, is really nice, uh, and you earn interest on that collateral. So I think for I think if you're I think if you're going to go above five hundred dollars or more, I think it might be worth it. I think it's might might be something you might want to dip your toes into. Um, but I think if anything under five hundred dollars, I just don't think it's worth putting it on compound. I think you're just better off leaving it in the wallet because you got to think about this. You got to think about the transaction costs on Ethereum, right? Because that's the thing that's really holding Ethereum back these days is just the gas fees. So you got to think about the transaction fee and the transaction fee trying to come out, right? And then the transaction fee from the comp earned back to your wallet or back to Coinbase, wherever you want to, you know, you know, make money from it. Uh, me currently right now, I'm just kind of saving that comp. I'm going to let it accumulate over time. And once comp gets to a really high range where I, I think you can get in the thousands one day, I definitely think we, we could be we can see a thousand, two thousand dollar comp token for sure. Um, once we get to that range, then I'll probably pull it out and sell it. Right. But I think at this point, just accumulating comp uh, on the daily or actually on the minute by minute basis, which is really great. That's what I'm saying. That's the most gratifying thing is because the, the app is slick as hell. And you're just seeing the comp raise just like boom, 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 boom. And the interest is just accumulating. And so you're, it could be addicting. You can just be watching it. I mean, just seeing the money that you're making. But right now it's, it's still pennies. But I think in the future, when you look at just that platform itself, comp within the Ethereum ecosystem, that's going to be a very, a valuable platform and you just look at the backers behind it multiple uh market makers in backing this backing this platform so it's a no-brainer for me but that's kind of my review it's like i said i don't think it's i think if you're putting under 500 dollars, i definitely don't think it's worth it but i think anything above 500 is definitely worth the risk uh, but you got to also take this into account yeah it all could go to zero because this week i've noticed ever since everything started dumping you're starting to see those interest rates lower and lower. So I'm not earning the same amount of, of comp that I was, you know, just a few days ago. So you gotta take that in consideration too. So I think in a I think in a bull market, it's definitely gonna work better than being in a bear market. So I think uh, I think us being in this bull market now is definitely gonna help with time. So we'll see how that goes. I'll keep you guys updated on that. But yeah, that's my DeFi review on comp. So currently right now we have uh, Bitcoin in July coming out this week. Uh, we have a new season of other crypto coming out, season four. Uh, and that starts, you know, July 4th with uh, the, our crypto purge that we do every year. Oh, be sure to put in the comments or email me what you think uh, we should add to the crypto purge. That's going to be fun. But things are going to start speeding up here <laughs> fairly soon. I mean, we're already in July. This whole year has just been a... <laughs> just crazy right to say the least uh so i think uh i think we're in a good spot uh i think for the most part we get through at this we get through this little july bearish month uh and then we might start seeing it just go parabolic again right uh ultimately once we get past that 10.5k range for bitcoin i don't necessarily think there's gonna be anything holding us back at that point 
guess we could see further drops in the market, but that's why I'm really hoping uh, we have that drop here and now as opposed to August or September because that could really stifle the run. We'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out. It's going to be an interesting, interesting time, that's for sure.